talked about this horrendous decision the Supreme Court made uh, recently uh, concerning uh, uh, abortion in which the court uh, uh, gave greater power to the states to, to regulate abortion but at the same time turned down the opportunity to overrule uh, the uh, Roe versus Wade decision. Do you understand that the Roe versus Wade decision is really the most infamous decision the Supreme Court has ever made except for the Dred Scott decision in the 1850s when the court ruled that black people were chattel, that is that black people were something to be bought and sold and were not uh, uh, were something less than human and therefore not protected uh, by the Constitution. And uh, so, uh, as a result of that, civil war was fought. Uh, the court's decision was overruled by the war itself. Well, uh, now the Supreme Court has uh, stirred up another tremendous controversy in this nation by its 1972 decision in Roe versus Wade, or was it 73, I believe it was, in Roe versus Wade, in which it ruled uh, that uh, abortion was okay. And, and, and in doing so, overruled 4,000 years of Western civilization, 2,000 years of Christian civilization, and did so without any legal precedent whatsoever. And yet, the other day, when they upheld the thing by a five to four vote in which three conservatives, three recent conservative appointments, Sandra Day O'Connor and David Souter and Anthony Kennedy joined to the two liberals on the court to uphold Roe versus Wade. They argued that one of the reasons they didn't want to overturn it was simply because it would cause legal chaos in that it would be overturning president too hastily. Well, what about the overturning of presidents in 1973 when the court made the infamous decision? Then the court had hardly made that decision until the next day it issued one just as horrendous. Uh, in the past, the Supreme Court has always ruled that it, uh, since 1962, I believe it was, that it was wrong uh, for uh, any school board or any elected authority, any governmental authority to write prayers for children to say in the schools. And so that kind of prayer has been banned. Uh, but it's always left a vacuum as to whether there might be spontaneous prayer or, or that sort of thing. Well, uh, in this decision, the Supreme Court threw out all prayer. Uh, in our public schools. They didn't rule about colleges and universities uh, on that level, but in the public schools they just threw out all prayer. They banned it at graduation ceremonies, at, uh, at all kinds of ceremonies. Prayer is out. You know, our schools since 1962, when that original decision was made to kick God out of the schoolroom, our schools have disintegrated into jungles. And um, uh, why we can't see that, I do not understand. But we have brought the wrath of God down upon us. We uh, kicked uh, prayer out of the schoolroom. We made them take the Ten Commandments off the wall. And as we kicked God out, our schools have become jungles. And uh, my friends, it, it's a sad, sad situation. Think what it's going to be now, now that the court has ruled that all prayer is unconstitutional. And once again, Anthony Kennedy, who was one of the conservative justices appointed by President Reagan, joined the majority uh, to uphold this horrendous, horrendous decision. And he was strongly attacked from the bench uh, by Antonin uh, Sc uh, Scalia, uh, Scalia, I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Scalia, Anthony Scalia, is a strong conservative appointee. And he read a bitter dissent from the bench attacking the decision as sad and senseless uh, negation of religion and public life. You know, it's hard to believe that the court could make such a decision when you consider the fact that the First Amendment itself, the First Amendment, which the court thinks is absolutely uh, a sacred when it comes to free speech, that very same First Amendment says that the uh, Congress shall make uh, no law 
respecting uh, the establishment of a church and shall not make any law inhibiting the free practice of religion. All in the world that uh, decision, that uh, uh, constitutional clause was intended to do was to keep the Congress from establishing an official uh, uh, state church. That's all. Uh, it, it had no intention whatsoever of giving Congress or the court or anybody else any power to limit religion. And furthermore, the First Amendment says, point blank, that nothing can be done to limit the free exercise of religion. And yet here is the court limiting the free exercise of religion. And, and I'm beginning to wonder, folks, does the court believe the majority in this nation has any power whatsoever, any rights whatsoever? Uh, it, it's incredible. And the ACLU, of course, is there fighting against uh, God and fighting against Christianity every step of the way. What if this nation was controlled uh, by atheists? What if this nation was controlled, as it will soon be, by a secular, uh, humanist, uh, atheistic mentality? And what if I, as a minority, came along and said, I want to enforce prayer in the schoolroom? Well, I, of course, I would be laughed at. I would be persecuted, I would be thrown out of the courtroom. Yet here we have had a nation with a Christian consensus uh, ever since its beginning. And yet in this century, the ACLU and secular humanists have come in and said, we don't want your Christian uh, consensus. Uh, we want to throw it out. We want the rights of the minorities. They always want the rights of the minorities as long as they are the minority. Uh, but uh, when they get into the majority position, they don't want anybody else having any rights. USA Today endorsed the decision the court, which you could expect. But they did allow an opposing view to be printed. And the opposing view was written by Rebecca Haglund who, of, of Vienna, Virginia, who is a writer and senior editor of New Dimensions magazine. Here's what Rebecca wrote. She said, how ironic. For the first time in many years, former Soviet citizens can now pray in public freely and in their schools. But American graduates cannot. Just at a time when the walls of oppression are crumbling the world over, the role of religion is being dismantled here at home. Who is behind the anti-God movement anyway? Some deposed dictator or communist leader? No, it's none other than the American Civil Liberties Union, whose agenda is to expunge any mention of the God word from American history and American life. God is not politically correct in the ACLU view, and anyone who publicly calls upon him must be silenced. So much for tolerance. How sad that the same Supreme Court justices who were sworn in with their hands on the Bible and who sit beneath the Ten Commandments chiseled on the wall, which they're engraved in the marble above the bench. How sad that they have missed the historical significance and importance of religion in public life. To ban the utterance of God from any forum is to deny a basic freedom and a valued practice. Congress opens every day with prayer. Our currency boldly proclaims, in God we trust. And proud Americans everywhere pledge allegiance to a flag that represents one nation under God. Is all of this now in jeopardy too? Public acknowledgement of God's existence is part of our culture and our heritage, and no one ever has been or should be required to participate. The manipulation of the judicial system by the ACLU and its friends now has taken from all, from all, the right to participate. Banning God from public life is the rod from which the ACLU crowd intends to hang its own version of the Iron Curtain across America. Let me say that again. Banning God from public life is the curtain rod from which the ACLU crowd intends to hang its own version of the Iron Curtain across America. 
Oh, my friends, how sad it is. It reminds me of the Scopes trial back in the 20s when the ACLU went into court and said, look, all we want is equal time. We just want equal time. Give us equal opportunity to present evolution along with creationism. And then in the free exchange of ideas, in the free marketplace of ideas, let the student make up his own mind. Today, the ACLU says we want all the time. We do not want creationism presented at all. And we do not want anyone praying anywhere in public. I suspect the day will come very soon here in the United States of America where if you go into a restaurant and bow your head and begin to pray, you could very well be attacked. For my friends, we live in a pagan society that hates God with all its heart. May God have mercy upon this land and the way we have turned against him. The wrath of God hangs over our heads. We need to pray to God for this land. We need to repent to God for this land. Well, my friends, that's our program for the week.